Forgotten Flicks, episode 38.5, bonus episode number two. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Mr. Barry White. My darling, I can't get enough of your love, baby. <laughs> yes, welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am not Barry White. I am Joel with a cold. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, Jason, who doesn't have a cold. This time. No, this time. It's your turn. Does it matter that you actually sound better? Yeah. No. Yeah, probably not. But (laughs) I will say it is interesting. When you had a cold, I think your voice actually went up a couple octaves. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) I blame that on the NyQuil. (laughs) Yeah, I would. Yeah, that or the meth. (laughs) So here we are, our second bonus episode. Yes, bonus episode number numero dos. I'm kind of liking this. Yeah, don't get used to it. No. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to want to tell the folks uh, why we're uh, shilling. I mean, why we're um, begging. I mean, why we're doing these generous extra episodes. Yes, because we love the listener. This is for the fan. Oh, that's what it uh, is. No, we're just we're just not good at that. All right. No, seriously, it is in the midst of the podcast awards for 2011, and we actually were nominated for the movie and film category. And you've probably all heard that by now because, yeah, we're pretty much pimping ourselves out anywhere we can. But give it a vote. Go to podcastawards.com. Scroll down the page, and you'll see the movie and film category. Click a vote. Put in your information, and we are on our way to being nominated and just honored for being nominated. So, hey, let's get the votes anyway. Yeah, sure. We figure this this might be a a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so we're going to pimp it. It's all good. Absolutely. So, and uh, besides that, we actually we actually do like being able to put our extra footage yes, yes. Um, out because we had uh, the last couple episodes have been some of the best, especially our guests have been fantastic. You know, Dave Becker from DVD Infatuation, and then most recently, uh, Paul Osborne, yes. uh, director of Official Rejection. Fantastic. Yes, so, and he's working on his upcoming movie, Favor, and if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's yep. Paul Makes Movies. I don't know if we ever said that. On the episode, I don't remember if we did or not. Um, I don't think so. It's in the show notes, but yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah. uh, Go ahead and uh, do you want to kind of give them a quick overview as to um, what the episode, what this extra footage was about? (laughs) Yeah, the episode was supposed to be about Nightmare on Elm Street, but um, Paul was this plethora of horror movie knowledge, and um, it was actually one of the best horror movie discussions I think I've ever had, but. In this portion, we kind of went off on the tangent about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and sort of some of the things about the original that made it great. And, of course, it wasn't just one topic. We kind of went off on about 11 or 12 topics. Which is, so, which is these, so unusual for us. That's so unusual. I know. Yeah. Really got to get back on track, man. Back to what makes this good. Yeah. But <laughs> We need to stay focused, clear. Yeah, definitely. Focus like a laser beam that's We're right on it. That's but right. it was great stuff so i'm glad we get to bring it to everybody to uh, to listen to but um paul had some fantastic insights about uh, uh texas chainsaw massacre and and you had some good points about what uh, what made the original good so yes i'm and, cool that we get to and um there may have been a point i apologize in advance where um let's just say um normally i know everyone's used to me being, being very reserved very calm <laughs> i don't get mellow i very mellow i don't get emotional 
about a lot of things. <laughs> I don't let things really get to me. Um, but there may have been a point relatively early on in this conversation where I might have gotten a little annoyed with. Um, uh, I was you're slightly wound up. That's all. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, this, just was, a little. this was without cold meds. So <laughs> I really don't have an excuse. But then again, I never do. So. No, no, I don't. but that's what makes it fun. So, yeah, give it a listen and uh, judge for yourself. <laughs> yes, indeed. So without without any further ado, Jason, I will go ahead and we'll play that uh, segment and then we'll be back briefly uh, when it's done. <laughs> Netflix and this. Oh, sorry. Quickster. Platinum Dunes remakes, man. Oh, dude. It was. Oh, I, bad, did, I can't. I didn't like, hate. I, I didn't hate. The first Chainsaw Massacre remake. I didn't, I didn't hate it. Now, in comparison to the original, I hate it. But as it stands on its own, trying to, you know, be fair and step back, I didn't hate it. That being said, yeah, I pretty much have hated everything else. <laughs> I, I hated that first one. And that was, uh, I was just done. I'm like, yeah, eh, no. Yeah. And I, I, first I think, half hour, that one was great. Yeah. First half hour, one, great atmosphere, looked terrific. And then as soon as the horror stuff took over, I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't understand it. I actually do suspense scenes. Never no, mind. Not at all. Yeah. No, no, no. yeah no, forget it. Got to put it right in your face. No. Yeah. And then, and then the camera's going to shake a lot. Yo, well, really, that, that always really, works. Yeah. That's, that's scary, Paul. <laughs> no, that's just lazy filmmaking. It's oh, bad. yes. Good point. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think that ultimately the, the biggest, the point that I kind of turned on the Chainsaw Massacre remake as far as in, like, I think I really was into it. And I and know this is like a petty little weenie thing here. Wait, little weenie. Wait, what am burnt I? up weenie. Oh, oh yes, burnt up weenie. Tell us about your little weenie. Thing. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she laughed. She said, <laughs> <laughs> "No, well, what I was, I, I, what I was going to say was that <laughs> the moment when he, the, if you go to the original, which I'm a huge fan of, and yeah. the fact, the fact that I think uh, the the one of the legends goes that Hooper was pushing for a PG. He knew he wouldn't get it, but he was pushing for it because he didn't want it, I guess, to be X-rated. So there's virtually no blood or anything graphic. It's just all so unbelievably suggestive that it gets under your skin and it just, you know, drives you nuts. Sure. But but if you reflect back to the original, you know, meat hook hanging scene and the original, you know, Chainsaw Massacre, and I'm sorry, but that's not really a spoiler alert. It's in the friggin' trailer. So, <laughs> you know, you know, when that happens, you, you think, like, the first time you see it, you really think you saw something, but you didn't. It's just really really well the suggestion is there whereas right. in the new one not only do you see it but the character has already had one of his legs sawed off and then we proceed to get this nice moment where we get to watch uh, and he's still alive the whole time and we get to watch leatherface using rock salt to cure his bloody meaty stump and it's like Ugh. really because that's not scary that's just disgusting and disturbing and just like watching a human being suffer for its own sake because i yeah i yeah, for no. its own sake, and I, I don't want to. And I think that in Jason and we've had this discussion ad nauseum to the point where I'm sure there are plenty of gorehounds out there that are true horror fans that listen to this podcast. If they come across, they go, "God, I hate these guys." <laughs> but I love horror pictures. I hate where I feel like the filmmaker has this agenda to psychologically damage me or blame me for all the ills of the world and is going to make me suffer by watching his flipping movie. It drives me nuts. It's stupid. There's no point to it. Scare me. Scare me. That's all I want. Scare me. But you're not scaring me. You're just gross and pissing me off because I'm like, why? What? Why? Okay, I need to see. Going back to our discussion about uh, the thing and even back to, you know, we've talked about this a couple episodes past. It's not so much that it, it, that there's no violence or no gore. Oh, God, no. It's 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 really about the fact that you can if you can build up the 
feeling of discomfort. If you can build up in a horror flick, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like they're, I'm with the you know, uh, protagonist so like yeah. it, it, in Nightmare. Um, some of the times when Nancy, you know, the, the main character, when, when you can hear the claws scraping in the background, you really, um, for a lot of it, you don't see a lot mm-hmm. of Freddy. You know, you get right. little clips and glimpses and that – feeling and those things tend to be more powerful to getting you to yeah. feel like you're there and you're in that situation than just sitting back and watching it all because then you feel kind of like a, a voyeur uh, like a voyeur yeah but that's all like, you but that's all you are you right know? right but you're not yeah. in the place of the of you're not in with them no. you're not feeling scared with them you know kind of like we talked a little bit about driver in that they don't explain anything because they want you to feel like you're there so yeah yeah what were you gonna say paul uh, well no i was gonna absolutely agree i, I think that um I don't think it's the it's the it's the level of gore. I think it literally is is how you set it up and feeling you're with the character. Yeah, you can do no gore or a ton of gore, but as long as it's justified yes. by what you've set up and what you've established with the audience, that's why character and story are always and mood are always ahead of any sort of gore or or moment. Yeah, Paul, um, Paul, you're you're, no, my, you're my new favorite uh, filmmaker, Paul. <laughs> the fact that you get uh, no, that, I, I think it's I think it's. I think a good way to use it, a good example is um, thinking about something. It's, this is a very simple example, but this, and this, but this goes for any sort of extreme punch, any sort of punctuation, whether it's mm-hmm. a gore moment, a mm-hmm. sexy moment, anything like that. Anything, it has to, it has to mean something for it to mean anything. If that uh-huh. makes any sense. Yes, it does. Um, the the most basic example I can give is the close up. Like when you cut to a close up of somebody, mm-hmm. if every shot's a close up. Or if the close-up isn't happening on a moment that justifies you going closer into the character, uh, it's a key line or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or, or a key reaction, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just a close-up for a close-up's sake. Mm-hmm. If you cut to the close-up when there's a reason to go closer, a character realizes something, or a character's saying something that's important, or a character's reacting to something, then you it, it, it pops you, it punches you, it gives you a punctuation, it gives mm-hmm. you a, a, a surge as mm-hmm. a... As a as a viewer, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the push in, you know, a camera pushes in on a character when he realizes something, if every shot's pushing in, or if he's pushing in without it meaning anything, well, it could be wonderfully executed, but it's not going to give you that oomph. No. You know, like, Oh my God, the killer's in the basement, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever that, whatever that, that, that moment is punctuating. Mm-hmm. It's the same with a horror film. You know, if you can have, you can have top to bottom slashing, cutting, killing, dicing, doesn't really make a difference. It's meaningless and, and pointless and aggravating. If, it's no, if there's no reason for it. But in like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you've built up to that point. Yes. Yeah. You're with these characters. You know something horrible is going to happen. Yes. And it's like, boom, she's on that hook and bam, that door comes shut. And it's not only is it, um, is it something that, you, that you've been sort of built, the, the film's built to wind you up towards, but it happens so fast. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so abruptly and so, and so, and, and with such clean, succinct action. Slap! She's on that hook. Yeah. Bam! That door shut. It doesn't matter if you see the hook going into the back or not. What matters is the fact that it's been built to it. It's been it's been it's been shown. It's been yes. built up properly. Yeah. And then executed succinctly, so yes. that, that you're like, holy f- God. Yeah. As opposed to just watching it have gone for like ten minutes with salting the, yeah. <laughs> the wound. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and your hair. Yeah. You're like whatever. I mean, that's that's a, that's a misunderstanding again of. Um, what makes a film work? Yeah, well, and I the think Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, you're with Nancy, and actually, I think the first Nightmare on Elm Street works better, best of all of them. Yeah. Not just because it's the first one or it's the freshest, or but I think it's because it's the one where we see the least amount of Freddy. Yeah, yeah. It's where and where he's because 
when you get to know him a little more, he's kind of goofy. He's not scary anymore. Yeah. Or he's not as scary. But when you see those long arms and this is a silhouette or you hear him come or he's come to the wall or she's bouncing around and you don't see him, but you see her being flung up onto the ceiling and cut apart. Yeah. I mean, that's really effective stuff. Well, and I think to your point, going back to Chainsaw real quick, the the moment before, you know, of course, I probably should have had a spoiler alert for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but as the that character is walking up to the house, Hooper does this amazingly simple but creepy as hell tracking shot where oh, it starts under the, under the swing and it just that yeah. slow build on behind her. It's like the, it's almost like there's a like a snake's point of view on the ground just slithering up behind her and we're just that low angle. And normally when you think about it, you save that low angle more for yeah you know a high angle tends to you know the bird's eye view kind of indicates a victimhood and the fact that there's somebody looming over whereas that low angle you know traditionally you know the cliche i guess would be you know would be saved for the villain because then it gives them that more towering perspective right so mm-hmm. you know by but that just there's something about that the what ultimately i guess does it's not even her it's the house it makes that house yeah. loom over her as yeah. she's approaching it just it's awesome yeah it's brilliant well actually in film school we studied that that, that whole sequence. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Again, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so very <laughs> sorry. You you really need to work some of these issues out, I think. You. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's the closet I'm No, that was in. fantastic. That's... Yes. We, we've got to get Paul back. Yes, he's, yes, um, yeah. He's stellar. I know we, we asked him to come back when his... Uh, his new movie's done, so we're gonna have to do some film noir uh, when uh, mm-hmm. some, his movie's some out. Neo noir, neo yeah. noir. Yes, that'd be very cool. Agreed. So, uh, <laughs> wanna wanna throw out the uh, the pimpage one more time, and then maybe our voicemail feedback number. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, as we mentioned many times, go to podcastawards.com and uh, give us a quick click for a vote. Um, also, don't forget to give us a call. Our next episode is going to be Night of the Living Dead. We're actually doing a twofer. Yes, sir. 1968, 1990. And Jason, um, Jason. So give Jason, us a call. Jason, as of this recording, yeah, yeah. I've already watched the 1990 version. I've seen the 68 version about a thousand times. I'm going to watch it again, but I watched the 90 version uh, for the first I know, time I've in a watch long time. Again. So I bet you don't know what I'm thinking, Jason. Uh, I bet you don't know what I'm thinking. No. <laughs> no, but I'm a huge zombie lover. So um, as of this recording, the Walking <coughs> Walking Dead season two has oh, yes. also begun. Oh, yes, I watched to... the first episode of that too. And Jason hasn't. Yeah. Jason, let me tell you what happened. No, no, Wait, Jason, Jason, <laughs> right at the very freaking end, dude, the the, 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 the one, the guy standing there that... 